Welcome to Creepy Pizza. I'm your host, Britt. And I'm your host, Peter. Get ready for a slice of something creepy. I love it. Because they're like a seasonal style or whatever, I can't get them anymore. So I'm Mm. going to treat them like they're fucking gold because I love them. They're like the perfect shape for your palm. I love it so much. That's what that's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's like it's like the Hobbit mug. It's a Hobbit mug. That's why I like it so much. So I have a Hobbit mug. Yeah, and I basically a Hobbit. That maybe that's my aesthetic is goth hobbit. No, I, I like hug a creep better. Hug a creep. Yeah, hug a creep. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hug a creep, gothic hobbit, which is exactly like that's just who I am as a person. Is I'm that is what I am. That sounds pretty it, accurate. Creepy, cozy, short, and wants to feed you, but also my chemical romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so peter so Brit. have you heard of the princess theater in melbourne australia no do you want to hear the spooky ghost that lives in it nah okay back to my mug <laughs> <laughs> back to the, the the pre-recorded tangent <laughs> back to the pre-recorded tangent about how awesome my mug is Mm-hmm. So, the Princess Theater. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you! You're learning about the Princess Theater today. <laughs> so the Princess Theater is a theater that is in the on Spring Street in Melbourne, Melbourne. I believe it's Melbourne. It's, it's right. Is it Melbourne? It's, Mel- it's Melbourne, right? It's not Melbourne. I don't know. Rise up lights. <laughs> That's how you speak in an Australian accent. You say rise up blades. I feel like you've told me that before. I think so. Because we did another story in Australia about the, yeah. the, that one house with the dolls. Yeah. And they have a doll museum in the basement now. <laughs> as, as one does. As one does. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. You still haven't made a, a doll museum in my basement. Uh, because Mackenzie keeps making me afraid of doing it. I'm afraid of what she, what she would what she would do to me if I did it. Well, she doesn't really go down there, so she probably just okay, wouldn't good. know. She just she's just like she's like don't do it and gives me that like Mackenzie look that that gets shit done. That's fair. I know mm-hmm. that look, obviously. <laughs> oh, your wife is such a badass. She really is the Leslie note, but much more Dark. terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. If Leslie and April had a baby. Yeah. That's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, that's who she is. Like, that's... She's goals. Yeah. I think that's um, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't wait to spend the rest of my old age with her shooting people who fuck with manatees. You just got away from Brandon and I today. Yeah, we shouldn't be... Shouldn't be too... I'm just kidding. <laughs> men die first it's statistic that's true that's yeah. true so um it is in uh melbourne's 
East End Theater District. They have like a whole theater district, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And it is listed as a part of the National Trust of Australia. So it's protected, a part of the Victorian Heritage Register. So it's a protected site. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> so the theater it originally dates back to 1854, but back then it was just an amphitheater. So it was like this like circled amphitheater kind of like based on the uh, amphitheater in London, like, um, shit, what's it called? The Globe Amphitheater? The Globe? Yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. You know how much I like William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to get you some of his works. <laughs> Billy Shakes. Good old Billy, Billy Shakes. Billy Shakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would go by nowadays. In, in modern times. Yeah. In modern times, Billy Shakes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh it was built in a second empire style style and it was a part of the opulescence of the marvelous melbourne boom which is cool so it's very like decorative um nowadays mm-hmm. and but back then it was literally just like this barn structure so the theater you look at now is completely redone out of the like original when did they redo barn it? it was redone in 18 i'm like skipping ahead but that's okay it was it was redone it was redone fuck you <laughs> 1857 the amphitheater was renovated and the facade was extended and it was reopened as the princess theater wait 1857 yeah so, like, only a couple years after it was open? Yeah, so the, the original owner went, like, bankrupt. Oh. Like, immediately, huh? Yeah, so Tom Moody... Tom Mooney... Not Moody. Mooney constructed this Astley's Amphitheater. And he eventually went bankrupt. And it was... It was, it was like, they had performances and stuff in there. But... It was sold to a Samuel Boyle, who then wound up, like, you know, redoing it, released it as, uh, with a um, George Choppin, that's his name, Coppin. So he bought it, leased it to George Coppin, mm-hmm. who then established himself as like an actor of the queen's theater da 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 um he was like he was like a i'm an actor i'm gonna have a place to act on and in wait is there a queen's theater it's like it's like a uh it's like um queensland australia so there's a queen's theater yeah and a princess theater it's so cute, right? Does the, does the princess one feel inferior sometimes? I think it's smaller. Mm. I think it's smaller because um, he's also he's also uh, he is a part of the Queen's Theater and the Olympic Theater, also known as the Iron Pot. And uh, he's That's acted a cool at a, yeah, I think so. And he's acted at the Theater Royale on Burke Street. So. In 1857, the amphitheater was renovated to be the Princess Theater and Opera House. Its first manager was a John Black, who also founded the Theater Royale two years earlier. So he and George Coppin 
like know each other through that. So the theater ran well up until 1885. So that's like almost 30 years of okay. this theater being uh, pretty well run. You were yeah. about to say 1858. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> 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 they only lasted a year. <laughs> No, this guy did pretty good. He didn't go bankrupt. All right, they got a 30-year <laughs> run. As far as I know, yeah. So <laughs> it became under a partnership between J.C. Williamson, George Musgrove, and Arthur Garner. And they came in as a, a triumvirate, which I guess is like a partnership between three people. I don't know. Really? But it's that's what it's listed as. I mean, it's like, I don't know, triumvirate. I like the name. I like the word. That's so I kept cool. it in there. It's yeah. a cool word. But yeah, they came in to renovate it because it was just out of date. Mm-hmm. So they re- re-renovated it. And by 1886, the renovation costs were 50,000 pounds and was completely done. And that sounds like a lot beautiful. for the time. It was a lot for the time. For the time, it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I did not do the math. Um, uh, listeners you, don't, you don't have that inflation math. calculator in your head? No, I actually, I should have bought, bookmarked it because I had it bookmarked on my old computer. And what, the, the, the inflation calculator? Yeah. I so mean, I it's like a Google stuff. search at this point, right? Yeah, I don't want to do it. I'm lazy. <laughs> no, yeah, that yeah. sounds too much, too much effort. <laughs> so it was, it was expensive and it was done in the Second Empire style. And a part of the Victorian streetscape of Spring Street, which I love the the idea of a streetscape. It's like a landscape, but streets. Streetscape, yeah. <laughs> streetscape. And reopened on the 18th of December in 1886. So the first play that was there was Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. And have you ever seen that? No. I've only ever have seen you? it like on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not fancy. I don't go to the opera. Have you ever been to I'm an not. opera? We ain't fancy. No. I love going to the theater and going to musicals, though. But I don't think I've ever been to an opera. I don't like, think I've ever been to an opera, either. Yeah, I like enj- I, I've watched them on YouTube. Hmm. But I haven't actually been to the opera opera. But I do love musicals. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. to a lot of musicals. And ballets. I've been to ballet performances. I've been to the ballet. But uh, I think my oh, favorite see. ballet was Edward Scissorhands, the ballet. <laughs> It was amazing. That sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> it was so fucking good. The topiary scene, the topiary came alive and danced. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, Kyle number one took me to go see Edward Scissorhands the ballet. It was so. I don't cool. know. Were they were they running around with scissors though on stage? Um, he did have scissor hands, but I don't know what they were made of. I'm assuming it was like something soft and pliable and not sharp. <laughs> Foam or rubber or something. Yeah, probably. But it was really good. Um, yeah, it was because, like, you know, it's ballet. It's not like they don't say anything and stuff. It was cool. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been to a few different ballets. I like ballet. I haven't been to the Nutcracker since I've been in it, though. So I was <laughs> in it when I was 13. <laughs> I was a, a ribbon taffy. <laughs> I had to dance with a fucking ribbon on a stick. You know, those ribbons on a stick. Yep, yep. And I'm like twirling You're it so while cool. I'm in like my stupid like doing the royales. 
and fucking spinning it around my head and then like the ac kicked on and the wind blew and it caught on my bun so the rest of the time i'm on stage i'm trying to unravel this freaking ribbon from around my head <laughs> this all sounds pretty uh on brand pretty, uh, on brand yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my that was my time in the ballet glad to see you haven't <laughs> changed much in the past nope. many decades <laughs> a couple mm-hmm. decades I am still the same glutzy person as I was when I was five. So the st- when the renovation was done, it had full state-of-the-art electrical stage lighting. It had a retractable roof in the ceiling, which provided ventilation oh, wow. for the auditorium. It had a marble staircase, a grand foyer, and it was fully like done like you know like the victorian style where it's like super freaking gaudy yeah yeah Yeah. it was it's it's actually really cool looking i mean i think it would kind of it's one of those things where you don't think it's gonna work but it's like oh this looks pretty cool yeah so that theater everything was going well until 1888 so only a year and a half later in march of 1888 after these absurdly expensive renovations after these absurdly expensive renovations, the triumvirate broke up a little bit where um, the, oh, which one of them? One of them walked away from it. Shit, was what's he his a, name? Was he a bad actor? Uh, Musgrove continued to operate the theater while Williamson left to form his own company uh, in 1899, but I believe that the other one left in 1890 because of how things went after March 3rd of 1888 when Fed, Fed, Frederick, fuck this guy's name, Fed, Frederick Federici, Frederick Wait, Federici, really? yes, <laughs> Frederick Federici died on stage. So let me tell you a little bit about Freddy. Good old Freddy. What so, was the what was the method of his of his demise? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so he was born Anatole. You have to set the stage first. Yeah, I have to set the stage. Get the lights. <laughs> All the actors need to be in their place. <laughs> this fucker. No, no, he's a great guy. He actually, it, it's a yeah. It just his name was uh, Anatole Frederick. Demidoff Baker. Jesus. So his name wasn't even Frederick Federici. He chose that name at some point? He chose that name. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. Alliteration, I get it. Is he like but... a porn star or something? <laughs> so he was an Italian-born British opera singer. So he was born in Italy, but he's British. So he took on a more... Italian, Italian sounding, sounding name, name. <laughs> when he became an opera singer. That, I mean, that probably yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So his it's like family, how people put yeah. on a southern accent if they want to go into politics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's actually not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Frederick Federici. Okay, I think I got it right that time. Awesome. Nice. Was born uh, to a military family of 
Eric Thomas Baker and Georgina Barbara Crossman Baker. Crossman Baker. Hot cross buns. Who, <laughs> she was the daughter of a clergyman. So instead of uh, going the clergyman route, he decided to go to the military route. Mm-hmm. Instead of pursuing pursuing a career in singing, which is what he wanted to do, but his parents were probably like, mm, no, well, especially not with military. that name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not with that name. <laughs> Anatoly Frederick Demidoff Baker. Are you kidding yeah. me? You could never get anything in opera. Yeah, you're never going to do anything in opera. So, like, fuck you. I'll be Federici. <laughs> so he actually, in his his young life of of 17 he he actually was engaged at a is as a singer and performer at the royal aquarium so i don't know exactly what he did there (laughs) (laughs) interesting i mean maybe that maybe he provides the like background music I don't know, like, don't like have... singing around the seals? I don't know. I don't know what he did. Maybe he made it, you know, like, mermaid exhibits or something. He oh, just... maybe he sang for the mermaids. Or, or sang he about put a them. tail on and he was a merman that, like, sang. Merman. <laughs> like Little Mermaid before there was Little Mermaid? Maybe. Maybe Little Merman. Little Merman. <laughs> yeah, Little Merman. <laughs> so he hear Brandon stomping around. <laughs> so he did that for a while before he joined the army to avoid his creditors. <laughs> How do you, what did he rack a debt on? Probably all those mermaid tails. They're very expensive. <laughs> so You gotta brush them every day. You gotta shine them. <laughs> so after serving his time in the military for two years, I think, or one year, one year, he joined the D'Oily Cart Opera Company, where he met his wife, Lena Monmouth. Her real Mon- name, okay, here, here's the thing, Her, she chose that name? She chose Monmouth? Oh my god. <laughs> Her name was Jane Eleanor Finelli. That's a way better name. Right? Monmouth? Monmouth. Lena Monmouth. That's like Franglish for my mouth. <laughs> right? So she chose that name. And She was she was meant for this other guy. <laughs> like, thank God they gave their kids like somewhat normal names. Like Lewis Wallace Horace Baker. Because apparently, well, that, like, you that's can't, one person. You know, that's that's their son. And then there's wow. Marguerite, Elisa, Anita, Baker. So there's one Baker. Yeah, like, I guess like, I, I don't see a death date for Lewis. Maybe he's still alive. I don't know. But um, yeah, <sighs> that's a lot of names. Yeah, oh my god. That's a lot of it's names. Exhausting. But she chose Monmouth. So I was going to say, we can, all, we can all agree Monmouth is the worst one here. <laughs> Monmouth is the worst one. So, Frederick Federici 
was an opera. He sang opera in Europe and mostly in England. His first opera performance was 1879, and he's performed in a lot of different ones like the uh, Mikado. So the Mikado that was actually originally premiered, uh, well, originally was the premiere opera at the Princess Theater was not the same Mikado. But he also performed in American productions. But in 1887, Frederick decided to move his family to Australia, where he joined the Gilbert and Sullivan's Opera at J.C. Williams Company, Opera Company. That's what they're called, Opera Companies, like Theater Company, Opera Company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this was his, like, first role, I think, at the Princess Theater, was to play Mistopheles in... Gonald's opera Faust. I think that's how you not, say it. Gunald. Not cats. <laughs> Faust. Different Mistopheles. <laughs> See, when I first saw Mistopheles, that's what came into my brain was like cats. And then I was like, oh, wait, 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 Faust. I remember Faust. Okay. <laughs> not as fun. Yeah. Let's stick Memories. with cats. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, internet. Oh, what, a, what a beautiful opera voice. Actually, here's a fun fact about me. Um, I took opera class in in college. Did you really? I did take an opera class in college. I mean, I guess with that beautiful voice that you yeah. used to violently sing at me. Yeah. Have I ever have I ever like sang karaoke around you? <laughs> no, I think it's mostly just you. You like stare at my face and sing "Take Me On." <laughs> yeah. Take on me. Take on me. Yeah. 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 I don't have a good singing voice, but man, did those opera classes really help. Did they, they helped. <laughs> Didn't fix, what but helped. What was it Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cat scratch on, card, on a chalkboard. So. <laughs> I had to learn to sing within my range. Uh, yeah, which uh, is low. Just small. In case small you didn't range. know, I have a deep voice. <laughs> for a girl you have a you have a good podcast voice i have a good podcast voice and a great podcast face (laughs) you were destined to be a podcaster (laughs) so on the evening of march 3rd 1888 the baritone beautiful singing voiced opera singer Running away from his creditors to join the army, Frederick Federici mm-hmm. was performing his role of Mistopheles in Faust. And at the last note, when Mistopheles is like, okay, so I don't know if you've ever seen this. Okay. So I just put down my coffee cup. In the last part. It's very dramatic. It's very dramatic. In the last part of Faust, Mistopheles actually is singing dramatically to uh fuck yeah faust singing that's dramatically how, that's how fuck. it goes so he's singing dramatically guiding him the protagonist down to hell that's mm-hmm. like how it ends is he's dragging dr faust does to hell and at that last scene 
what they arranged for at the theater was for the trap door to like go like where he could actually go through the trap door mm-hmm. dragging Dr. Faustus to hell. Awesome, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's Beautiful cool. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As he's going down the stairs, he has a heart attack and dies. Whoa, really? Singing the last notes, he finishes the song and has a heart attack and dies. How old is he? 37. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Did he, uh, did he at least win, like, a Tony for this? I mean, you know... Well, here's the thing. You, like, die on stage? That seems like you get a lot of points. <laughs> Nobody noticed he died. Because... Not even the person he was dragging down? Well, like, what? Like, you go down the stairs, and then you're supposed to go back to get ready to go on stage for your bow and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, like, went separate ways... Like, the guy probably went to stage right, and he was supposed to go stage left. Yeah. And, like, when he went off, he didn't see. But yeah. nobody noticed until after they came back from bowing, because from what the audience said and his fellow actors, he was on stage for the bow. Weird. He, everybody's, like, he was on stage. He was there taking bows next to them. The people who watched the opera saw him take a bow. So how do they know he didn't die after? Because, like, they, like, investigated his body and he was there at the stage when the trap door was closed. Like, you know. Like there was no like he died at the trap door. He couldn't have he couldn't have like circled back though. Well, I guess a- they found the him bow, right after like, they came. Then, like, made it back. Well, they came like they go from what I read is like as soon as they got back from bowing, they saw his dead mm. body. Oh, yeah. They're like it was curtains for him. It was. Cur- <laughs> 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 it was uh, the final scene. <laughs> Oh my god. So it wasn't staged. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, who knew that your like knack was theater puns? <laughs> it's like you didn't even rehearse this. <laughs> uh, okay, we need to get our act together. Oh my god. <laughs> so he died. Everybody, like, was like, what? And people, this is, like, the cool thing about this, is that people to this day still see him. This is really cool. Okay. The sightings. This one's my favorite. There was a fire alarm that was sound. It was a false alarm. But one of the firemen who came to, like, investigate the false alarm, he attempted to open a sliding section of the roof to let some fresh air in to this. Because, like, well, I don't know if it, like, maybe it was, like, too hot because sometimes that can set off a fire alarm and maybe that's what he was trying to do. Because I know I in gonna, our... Huh? I was going to say, well, if there was an actual fire, I think that's the last thing you'd want to do. <laughs> right? But if it's, like, a, like my f- stupid uh, smoke detector goes off when it's really hot in the kitchen. Uh, it's so annoying, but I know we have to have one 
because of safety. But I think I'm going to move it to a, like a different part of the house because it's just right. It's way too close to like the right stove. above the stove or something. Yeah. That's the thing about having an alley kitchen is like really thin and small. But mm-hmm. um, so the firemen who came to like investigate opened a sliding part of the roof. His coworkers found him huddled in a corner, shaking with fear. The firemen. When they asked him what's wrong, he saw a figure standing in the middle of the stage. And he could. He said, I could see through him and his eyes. They were like a cat's eyes. <gasps> it comes back to cats. Mustafalis! <laughs> and night staff and security workers hear odd noises and they see a shadowy figure walking around the stage. Theater staff see and feel strange things around them. There's people who have said they always have goosebumps, no matter, like, what the temperature is. They're always, like, there's there's always a cold spot, which cold spots ghost, and they get goosebumps. Audience... Ghost bumps. Ghost bumps. Ghost bumps. Uh, the audience audience uh, members report seeing flashing of light during theater performances that shouldn't be there. Stagehands and artists describe feeling somebody brush past them when they're like alone. Mm-hmm. And people see Federici himself. One account from an unnamed witness says that they saw a tall figure of a good-looking man in full evening dress hairstyled, graying at the temples, and full stylish appearance. Wait, is, is he aging, or is that just... Like, he was, like, he was in his, like, you know, late 30s. Like, he's the same guess... age as Brandon, and Brandon has gray. Probably my <laughs> fault, to be and honest. And that was, like, you know, over 100 years ago, where medicine yeah. was worse. People lived yeah. worse, right? They didn't have hair dye. Well, they might, they, might, they might have. I don't know. I don't know their lives. Oh. Yeah. They probably had hair dye then. Probably. Yeah. Uh, one Is person... people still see him? Yeah. Is it uh, like active? Yeah. Recent, like, the Princess Theater is still going. A uh, oh. person recently, actually, I think this was, like, two, early 2000s, said they felt somebody behind them, and it touched my hair and my shoulders and my back, and I was just frozen, is their Good. quote. From another unnamed witness. Mm. I just... I, why do you want to be unnamed, bro? Like... Uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't want people... Like me bugging them? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you yeah. show you show up at his door and be like, Hey, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, you actually, have, like, wait. You have your no, spirit box d- going. <laughs> this one does have a... This does have a person to it. Because uh, it just was on a different page. So this was uh, Trina... Dimovska. She's a cleaner at the Princess Theater. Also, the rest of the quote's on the other page, too. It says, I turned around and there was no one there. The theater was closed. I never believed in ghosts before, but I believe in them now. And that was 2004. Oh, pretty recent. Yeah. So, people still see sightings of Frederick Federici. And because he 
died at the theater. It was like a real like tragedy for not only the acting community, but for Melbourne. And people called it a tragic and appalling occurrence. And the cast and audience were so like, you know, they, they it was really fucked up. But in honor of him, they actually leave a seat in the third row, which is, like, so when you're watching, like, theater, there's, like, always, like, one spot that's, like, really, like, a good spot to see everything. Mm -hmm. And they leave, like, a seat for him in honor of him. Yeah, I think that's really sweet. They have, like, a plaque on it or something? I don't know if they have a plaque on it, but they they leave it, like, that's, like, that's his seat. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's really sweet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, actually, I don't know if they do it still, but, yeah, the third row seat in the dress circle is kept vacant for him on every opening night. So oh. cute. Yeah. So a prime spot. Prime spot, opening night, gets to see it, it's fantastic. Good job, you. That's that's a good reason to die. <laughs> Where did he get a heart attack, like, young? And it also seems weird that it happened at the end of the, the show. Right? How spooky is that? Right? It's like he's finishing up and then just gets a heart attack? Yeah, and he's playing the role of a demon. Oh. The symbolism, because he was actually being dragged down to hell <gasps> or whatever. Oh my god, maybe... Okay, here's, here's creepy pizza theory. Mm-hmm. Frederick Baker. He wanted to be a singer. Parents were like, nope, go to the army, blah, blah, blah. Gets in debt. Goes into makes the army. Makes a deal with the devil. Makes a deal with the devil. Exactly. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going through this. He's like, oh, I'm in the army. I have to pay off all these creditors. I don't know what to do. I just wanted to be an opera singer. And he's at this, coincidentally, he's at a crossroads. This little demon comes up. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, bro, you want to be an opera singer? I got you. You want to meet the love of your life? I got you. And he just <laughs> signs right here. Sign right here, dude. And he signs it, and the other guy signs it, and he signs it. Mistopheles! Oh. And <laughs> he, he didn't read the fine print that it's like, by opera singer, what I really mean is you can finish this one performance, and then I'm taking you. Well, I bet the fine print was like, but you never get to play me in a play. Oh, uh, maybe that. He fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to take the role of Mistopheles. Maybe he wasn't even supposed to. Maybe he was auditioning for Dr. Faustus. And they're like, what? You're going to be better at this role. So. He, he's, he's on he's on stage playing Mistopheles and Mistopheles, actual Mistopheles is like, dude, bro, you're blowing up my spot here. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> he's like watching like all of his performances and he's about to go clap and he's like, Wait a second. That's not how I sound at all. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out he's just like, the devil's just like really like pissed off at him. But at least, you know, I don't sound that whiny. At least he waited till the end. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So at least he waited until Mistopheles takes Faust down to hell. Well, actually, because it, it probably would have made Mistopheles look bad if he died on stage, right? 
Yeah. He's like, he's like, that's going to make me look like a weakling. So I'll at least let him finish and then I'll take him down. Yeah. He's like, he's like way better than Kanye when he actually says, I'm going to Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anything's better than Kanye. <laughs> Anything's better than Kanye. <laughs> so that's the right, story. Uh, this is one of our scared. more, this is, I feel like this is one of our better theories. I think so. I like it. Yeah. Creepy pizza exclusive theory. Creepy pizza exclusive theory of the Princess Theater's demon ghost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For merch, episode lists, and to learn more, visit our website at creepypizza.com. Feeling social? Find us on Instagram at creepypizzapodcast and Twitter at creepypizza1. Find our Creepy Pizza Arcade on itch.io and Steam. Links can be found in our show notes. To share your own paranormal stories, email us at creepypizzapodcast at gmail.com. Want to support the podcast? Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash creepypizzapodcast. Or buy us a slice at buymeacoffee.com slash creepypizzapod. The best way to support us is to share our podcast with your friends. And rate us on iTunes. Join us next time for another slice of creepy pizza.